Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, in the studio on a Friday morning. So, about every big Chiefs fan in the world texted me yesterday. My thoughts about the recent pickup. I thought it was an incredible deal. It's a lot like the Melvin Ingram deal that we had a couple years previous, which I thought worked out great for the team. I mean, he... He didn't break break records or anything, but he was definitely a nice addition when we needed him, and I think this one's going to pay off. I agree. I think it's a great pickup for the Chiefs. Now, that's not to say you know, no guarantee that he makes the team. It's only, Get this. I'm not being facetious. It's only an $8 million contract. That's cheap. This is Carlos Dunlop, who we're talking about. Kid, I remember him in Florida. He's All-America with he's the He's a Gators. monster, dude. Big, big guy. And last year, and he's 33 years old now, last year played – in 17 games for the Seahawks. That's every game. Folks. And had eight and a half sacks. And had the sacks. That's the big deal. This tells me something. Now, I'm probably reading into it, but it tells me that one, Frank Clark, or two, George Zaloftis, is not really making the strides that they thought he would. I don't think, I think Chris Jones is fine. But the other two, it tells me that they've got this guy as a hedge in case neither one of those or one or the other falters somewhere on the line. I do think that Dunlop will make the team, maybe not the starting squad, but he'll certainly make the the uh, taxi squad that they carry. And he may make the team, depending on how these other guys play in their exhibition games. But that's why they've got him, and that's a great pickup, $8 million. Come on. That's a beach. We can afford that. Beach, 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 beach. Um, I will say also Chris Jones said that they worked out this summer together. He said it was awesome, it was really cool, and that he was kind of hoping he'd come to the Chiefs, and I'm glad they do. Also, depth. I mean, the rotation is kind of what they did with Melvin. Melvin, whenever he was in, they'd rotate those guys in and out. Last season, I thought it worked. Give these older guys a little bit of a break. It gives Jones the opportunity to get back where he belongs yeah, yep, at his yep, defensive yep. end instead of the other side where he had no clue what was going on. Incidentally, did you see the story about Tyreek Hill? I thought this was funny. I, I, funny in not a jocular sense, but certainly in the capabilities of some of these guys. He And he's not ashamed to say it. He arrived in the Miami Dolphins camp last June, gave him the playbook, <laughs> Three days later, had to give it back to the coaches. He didn't understand a single thing that was going on. Not a single thing. Coaches had to sit down, tutor him. And I don't think it's just Jones or uh, Hill. I think it's a lot of those players. Every playbook is so different. That's a completely new language. And Tyreek, he might not be the brightest bulb, but uh, he he's definitely run. a great <laughs> athlete. So maybe he they can... just have him... Run, 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 run. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, but uh, he's not a chief anymore, so nope. I got to let it go. All right, so let's talk uh, the Juan Soto sweepstakes. I've been reading every day in the afternoon, looking at the forums, kind of getting everyone's vibe. I, you know, I thought a lot of Cardinals fans would say he's, it's going to be too much, it's going to be too much, it's going to be too much. But the feeling I get, at least from the forums that I've been reading in Cardinals Nation, is a lot of these guys are hoping he does land on the Cardinals. Keep in mind, you're reading the Missouri media. The, yeah, well, I'm reading the, and I'm also reading the Missouri fans too, so that's the other thing. The national pundits seem to think that the San Diego Padres are the leading team to get Soto if, in fact, Washington even trades him. They came out yesterday, they being the Washington Nationals, and said, he's not, we're not looking to trade this guy, but if the right deal comes along, we will make it. But he still has another year and a half or two years left on his contract. It's an expensive one, but that's not to say they don't want to get rid of him. Anyway, if, if the Padres are the ones who land him, oh my, 
they get uh, Tatis in there and Machado and put that guy in the lineup. That is a power-packed lineup. Is that what they need? Is that what the Cardinals need? I'm of the opinion that a pitcher, a yeah, pitcher oh, they, they need something yeah, like yeah. that. They have to. But we'll see. It's got to happen at least for 2022. It's got to happen by Tuesday at 3 o'clock, 3 yeah, o'clock our time. Over the weekend. Or it ain't going to happen until after the World Series. I guarantee you we'll either know it today or Monday. We'll see. But at the same time. Now, wait a minute. That's a guarantee? Uh, no, 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 well, no, no, no. Say, no, 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 no. You got to watch what you say around this old man. I'll tell you, I'll tell you though. Uh, when I was out in Vegas, uh, I was talking to a guy who says that he only plays futures now. I was in the sports book. We were talking about stuff because he's like, I just am too busy. I can't before kickoffs or first pitches. It's just crazy to be able to keep up with that. So it's just futures. He picked the Padres to win the whole thing on his futures bet. Would not it, surprise me. But, but, but getting Juan Soto at this point in the game to, ha- to help them do that, that's like seen in the damn future. I don't know how these guys do that. They stuff. are a pretty good team. Hell they, yeah. When you have a and Tatis hasn't even played at all. I know. Year. Yeah. So this is this can be dangerous. Good. West Coast baseball right now is dangeroso. It's like SEC football. Speaking of which, college football, we are just a month away from it opening and I am super stoked about that. Missouri Valley teams play any of the big boys? They do, especially in the first week. And I love this, too. North Dakota, which is a very, very good football team, plays at Nebraska. That will be Nebraska's second game. Nebraska <laughs> gets this. On August the 27th, which I believe is the Saturday, last Saturday in August, Nebraska opens the season against Northwestern. That's a Big Ten conference game. But it ain't in this country. Dublin, Ireland is where they're going to play. That was supposed to have been Notre Dame a few years ago, and the game got COVIDed out. Uh, so now it's going to be Nebraska versus Northwestern. So the Huskers will be playing their second game, and here comes North Dakota into town, and North Dakota's very good, folks. Illinois State, the Redbirds, will play at Wisconsin against the Wisconsin Badgers. Wisconsin's pretty good. South Dakota, they are the Coyotes from Vermilion. They come down, and they play in Manhattan, playing K-State. And then South Dakota State, their rival in Brookings, which is a very good football team and which plays here the uh, last of September. South Dakota State's Jackrabbits playing the Iowa Hawkeyes. I'm That's agree. all that'll in the first week. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be a very good game. Yeah. Oh, man, I can't believe we're a month away from college football, my man. That's great news. So, first major trade as the deadline approaches involved Kansas City, which I kind of felt like this was a possibility because – you know, they're not really in the hunt. They still want to build, and uh, if they can get something for their future, I think that's where their head's at. At least that's my opinion. Well, I love the irony of the whole thing. that th- these This has happened before, but on Wednesday afternoon, when the Royals played the Los Angeles Angels, Andrew Benintendi was in Royals uniform, played the game. Where did the Royals play last night, 24 hours later? Yankee Stadium. So who does Benintendi get traded to? Yankees. He flies with the Royals to New York and says, farewell, guys. He's the lead. <laughs> 24, yeah, 24 hours later, he's the leadoff batter for the Yankees against the Royals. Strike him out on three pitches. <laughs> you don't think that's po- I can see the Royals dug out that line and really give it him. Do you all. think the players knew something was up when he showed up with five checked bags? And they're like, why is he bringing all this luggage? Well, no, no. He, 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 he couldn't have known it then. Yeah, because, I know. I'm just being uh, facetious. That, yeah, they don't, they don't know about the They suspect. But they don't. They can't know. That's illegal. But so uh, next day he's playing for the other team that's playing the Royals. Yankees win the game last night, one to nothing. But it wasn't Benintendi. 
It was Aaron Judge who hits the walk-off home run in the ninth inning. There is your most valuable player for the year right there. You think so? Oh, yeah. There's no question about it. This guy's blasting the ball right and left. He could break the Roger Maris record this season. Possibly. And, you know, what's funny is Joe Weston just stopped what he was doing, and he is driving into the <laughs> studio right now to pick you up and give you a big kiss and hoist you on his shoulders. I guarantee you. Joe, we'll see you in a minute. All right. So we talked a little bit about the possibility for the Cardinals to make a deal before Tuesday um, and the deadline and, you know, what kind of I've seen everyone, you know, the Soto thing, I, it doesn't seem likely. It just seems like a team, it really needs to be a team that really needs something to get them over the hump for the rest of the year because of what you're going to have to give up and the money. I mean, well, I don't think there's any question insane. about that. The money is and the players, that's just it. Yeah. Washington's going to come after some team and say, hey, hey, give me your talent. Oh, we see. Come to think of it, I see that big guy down there, uh, Walker for the Springfield Cardinals, and then Mason Wynn, who hit a home run last mm-hmm. night for the Cardinals. Uh, they, they look like they might be pretty good. And then you have a couple of pitchers down there who are certainly lighting things up. How about those guys? Oh, boy, would that hurt. Because these are... In my opinion... The future of Cardinals baseball. They are. I think they're all four of them, I think, will make the team and be stars on the ball club. But again, you have to wait and see what's going to happen. The Cardinals need pitching more than they do hitting. Cardinals have a pretty good offensive lineup when you they have do. Goldschmidt and Arnato in there. Follow in the mix. You get Albert. Albert can still hit. And then you have, oh gosh, O'Neill, if he ever gets his head on straight. But... It's, it's pitching is what they need. Absolutely. I would prefer them not to be able to go against a slugger like that, but who, who knows? I don't know how Mosellock thinks. And, uh, I, it, it, I I can't imagine they would want to give that up that because it's really not going to – I mean, right now in that division, it's so weak. They're – you know, it is what it is. I, I just don't think it's worth it. Springfield Cardinals did get a win last night. Knocked off the Frisco Rough Riders 9-4. Did some hitting at six runs in the seventh inning. That made the difference. Had a crowd of about 3,500 there. This is great. Play there this weekend, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday afternoon. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, this is a good team. They're right up there challenging for a place in the playoffs where the Cardinals have not been for several years. Yeah, it'll be nice to see them get back in the hunt. All right. Uh, let's talk about... The expansion of the playoff field. We every year we get to that point in the college football season. We always talk about how you know it's gonna it's gonna expand maybe eight, maybe twelve, whatever. It's gonna be down the line. We really haven't heard anything about that. In yeah, a while. There's, there's a reason why. Uh, yes, and, and it's going to. It will happen. It has I, to. I prefer it to be eight teams, but the, yeah, there's an uh, any number comes to mind that fits the formula. That's very good. Well, it was going strong here back in 2019, 2020, 2021, so forth and so on. And I think college football and the selection committee, whatever it is, has come to the conclusion that it might be a little bit too expensive to get out of it right now. And why don't we just wait for a couple of years? Because the contract with ESPN expires in 2025. If they were to get out of it before then, break the contract. They'd have to pay a lot of money. More than a lot. Yeah. They'd have to pay a fortune. 
So I think they're resolved to the fact now that it'll stay in effect until 2025, and then whatever changes are going to be made will. That's the what I'm guessing. We got three more years of this four-team playoff. Is that what you're telling me? Come on, four team, man. Four, four, uh, let's see, thir- uh, four more years yeah. of Alabama versus Georgia. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. <laughs> God, come on. All right, Ned, you have a great weekend. I'll see you on Monday. <laughs>